welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Hey, this is Chris, and welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be the best dads that you can be, active participants in your daughter's lives, helping them to be strong, independent women. Always excited to be able to bring new people on. And today we've got a brand new guest. Greg Cahoon is on with us. He's also known as Knitting Daddy Online. But we also have his daughter, Aurora. Greg, Aurora, thanks so much for being here today. Hey, Chris. It's good to be here. It is my pleasure having both of you here. I love having dads and daughters on and and talking about fun things that they're doing together. We're going to talk about that today. But I always start the show talking about the two of you. So we're going to get to know both of you just a little bit better. Usually I just have a dad on. So, but this time with both of you on, I'm going to have you both answer some questions that have some fun along the way. And some of these answers might be ones that Aurora, that you've never heard. So we'll see what you think of some of the answers your dad answers to. So Greg, I want to turn back the clock. I want to turn back the clock in time. And I want you to think back to that first moment, that first moment when you found out that you're going to be a dad to a daughter. Tell me about that. It was really magical. Yeah, I've wanted to be a dad for a while. And so, well, you know, you, you call me, I was like now, you know, it's eight, eight years, nine years later, and I'm as speechless now as I was then kind of takes you off guard. And I've absolutely loved it. You know, every moment is a special moment. And, you know, it's in a, as our children get older, we, we get to have those special moments together. Now, I want you both to think about this and think about the most memorable moments that you've shared together. And I'm going to start with Aurora. Aurora, what's the most memorable thing that, that you've done or experience that you've had with your dad? Going to Canada. Why was that so memorable? Because we went out of the country and we had to walk everywhere we went because you can't get a car on a plane. So it, it was a lot of walking and we just did a lot of fun stuff together. And we celebrated our grandparents' anniversary. What about you, Greg? Lots of things. You know, one of the things that, that I love doing with Aurora is is fishing. We we like to go fishing together. So I taught her to fish starting at an early age. She was probably about three when you first went fishing. And whenever we get a chance to go out, we'll we'll fish. And I, I love it and I'm glad I'm glad she loves it too. I try not to push it on you, but you, you seem to like it, so we keep on doing it together. Another thing I like to do, we like to go see baseball games together. And so that's uh, again a, a a love of mine, which I'm glad Aurora is picking up on. And then just hanging out. So, Aurora, do you bait your own hook? That's the big question. No. <laughs> Sometimes. Unless it's fake bait. That's the easy stuff to hook on, right? Not the slimy worms. I mean, I'm okay holding the worms. I actually sometimes hold them to try to say, I just hold them like, don't use the worms. Or getting them stuck on the hook. Sometimes you need some help on that. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I understand that. I'll definitely hold a worm, but I won't put it on a hook. <laughs> Well, it's always fun to have those experiences that we can share together. And I think that one of the things that a lot of times dads going into fatherhood don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know, you go into it. There's no rule book. There's no manual. You figure it out as you go along. There's lots of books, but you know, it's all unique. You know, every, it's all unique. every situation is unique. Now, as a father to a daughter, what would you say has been the hardest part for you as a father to a daughter? You know, so Aurora's eight now. She'll be nine in a few months. And yeah, I grew up with a brother. I grew up with a younger brother. Uh, Several of my cousins, most, a lot of my cousins are girls. So, but 
we lived in different states. So I didn't have a lot of experience growing up right with girls as children or whatnot. You know, of course, there were girls in my class and everything like that, but that's different than the day-to-day stuff. So just kind of, you know, learning about brushing hair and, you know, working on things like that. Some fashion, Aurora teaches me more about fashion than, than I've uh, than I know myself. And I think a lot of the things that I deal with are really just more being a father, not necessarily a father of a girl versus a boy. I mean, parenting, there's a lot of parenting that's not gender specific, at least so far. I'm sure that as Aurora gets older, the differences between parenting boys and parenting girls is going to be different. And when that happens, it happens. Now, sometimes with dads, with daughters, there are fears. There are fears with raising daughters in today's society and just raising daughters in general because of the fact that, like you said, you grew up with a brother. I grew up as an only child. So for me, I mean, it was learning a lot of things as I went along. What would you say has been the biggest fear that you've had in raising a daughter today? I think that I'm afraid that perhaps I'll get something fundamentally wrong, philosophically wrong about how to live life, how to grow up to be a a strong, confident woman, and that it'll be something that will make things difficult for Aurora as she grows older, that she would have to overcome some seed that I've mistakenly planted incorrectly. Just, I guess, kind of getting it wrong. But I don't know. I mean, is there a wrong? I don't think there is. You know, I'm smiling because of the fact that I think every father is concerned that they're fundamentally messing up their kid, right? right that they're right. that they're doing something that down the road their their child that Aurora is going to come back to you and say, well, you said this all along. That's right. So I'm doing it that way. And you're like, I did? What? But that being said, I think that in the end, our kids turn out okay. And as long as you continue to put in those those kernels of wisdom and and allow for them to walk the path that you're putting in front of them and and allowing them to also walk their own path with the guidance that you've given them, they're going to turn out just fine. Yeah, I think it's working so far. Aurora, now your dad said just a little bit ago, some of the things that he likes to do with you. What are some of the favorite things that you like to do with your dad? Hmm. Well, since we haven't been out that much, now I'm only eight years old, I can't drive a car. I'm not allowed to go past a certain point in our neighborhood, which is technically our yard, but I don't really know. about geocaching? You like to go geocaching with me? I do. You know, I like geocaching with my daughters as well. Both hiding geocaches and finding geocaches. That's that's really fun. Do you, have you have you uh, hid your own geocaches? Me? No. Dad, I think, yeah. You'll have to decorate something and, and go and hide it. That'd be fun. I found something that he hid before. He drove me to one of the places and he just said, look. And I looked and I found it right away. I just looked at something and then I zoomed straight over put my hand up it and found the geocache. It, it is fun to, to go out and, and have that little treasure hunt, right? To be able to find find fun stuff that's out there that people have hidden. And it gets you outside and you can actually do it socially distance, right? So you can actually do that now. And, and so that's a lot of fun too. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk to both of you about is about knitting. Because I know, Greg, you've become known online as the Knitting Daddy. So talk to me about the story first, about what made you decide to start knitting? So I started knitting about 
two or three days after Aurora was born, within a week or so after she was born. And Aurora was born 10 weeks early. So she she came in earlier than we expected. She was about a little more than two and a half pounds and was in the NICU for five weeks before she was well enough to come home. Obviously, she's doing great now. You're doing great now. <laughs> and But those first five weeks were in the hospital and you know, they have ups and downs. Anyone who has had extended hospital stays knows that. Anyone who's familiar with the NICU knows how that, that goes. And so a lot of the time that we spent in those first early weeks really just consisted of sitting around and watching Aurora sleep. There wasn't much that I could do to, to help, you know, just she was in the isolate and, you know, getting the nutrition through feeding tubes and, and, just all the medical attention. You know, we had great doctors, great nurses. So one of those great nurses, one evening when my wife and I were there, came by and she had a handful of preemie hats that were hand-knitted and hand-crocheted. And she was handing them out to the families who were in the NICU. And so she gave us a couple and I was looking at them and I thought they were beautiful hats and they were, they were fun, kind of you know, bring some, some color and cheer into what could be a drab environment. And I was looking at them and I was thinking, I bet I can learn how to do this. I'm a, I'm a software developer engineer. So I, I'm seeing the mathematics in, in the design. I'm seeing the structure as, as well as the art on it. And so the next day I asked my wife's mom to teach me how to knit. I'd found a pattern online for a preemie hat and I asked her to teach me how to knit. And so she did. And I knitted up her preemie hat. And a couple of days later, it was on Aurora's head. And I've been knitting ever since. So I just you know, I became the the knitting daddy on social media for that. And, you know, a lot of my early knitting was really focused around making hats and sweaters and toys and stuff for Aurora. What would you say has been the most complex thing that you've knitted so far? Probably just for the, the sheer fiddliness of it would be a toy of some sort because it's a three-dimensional and it's stuffed and you have different shaping to get the body just right or the arm just right and the head just right and everything. Knitted a dragon, I think, is probably one of the most interesting ones. It has an interesting body, legs and head and wings. So, yeah. What about the frog's eyes? Oh, I'm currently working on knitting something for my wife, a, a stuffed animal for my wife, which is a frog from Frog and Toad. And it has eyes that are very complex. I haven't quite got them right yet. So I'm working through the pattern on that. Now, Aurora, I know that you have started to knit yourself. And that's something that you guys can share. And so what made you decide that you wanted to also knit? Well, I started knitting when I was very young. And I think I was the only person that knew how to knit in my class for that age. And the reason I just started to knit was because when I was little, and sometimes I still do, I looked around my house and looked at the living things and saw, oh, they're doing this, so I should do this. So I just started knitting, and I started to learn to knit, and I thought, oh, this is fun. I should do this more often, and I just kept going on. When Aurora was uh, real young and I would would be knitting, she would sit in my lap and put her hands on top of mine while I was knitting, so her hands were able to go through the knitting motions and everything. And after a while, she would grab the needles herself and let me put my hands on top of hers and go through the motions. So she just kind of learned naturally through just you know, sitting in my lap while I was knitting. And you've been knitting for a lot of years. What's your favorite thing that you've knit so far? Well, actually, 
in about two days, I knitted ten squares that were about... About the size of a coaster yeah. for a cup. And it actually was a coaster because at school, we earn tickets. It's something we do for being, like, following directions. And people can hand-make things and sell them for tickets. It's like money, only tickets. And you get the tickets, and for that, I made the little coaster squares, and it was a lot of work, and my grandmother helped me with it a little bit, and that was very nice. And that's actually kind of one of the only things that I've actually finished knitting. And you're also working on a hat and a, a scarf. A hat and about several two scarves. scarves, two or three scarves. So you've got a couple projects going on. That's one kind of the thing with knitting. A lot, a lot of knitters end up, we, we call them having whips, a WIP, a work in progress. And a lot of us have lots of whips hanging around the house. And, you know, you can, you get infatuated with one and work on it for a while. And then maybe you set it down and move on to a different one for a little while. That sounds like a lot of fun and something that you guys can share throughout your lives to be able to can not only make things for your own family, but also for others, which is always fun too. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've done since Aurora's gotten bigger and the hospital and the nonprofit organization, Family Support Network of Central Carolina, helped us a lot when Aurora was in the NICU and that that's where we got the, the those where the preemie hats came through. And so since then I've helped knit preemie hats to give back to the hospital and I've helped organize uh, collections where other knitters all around the world will knit and they'll mail mail the hats in and so we can donate them right back to the hospital. So Greg, have you been able to get other dads to to knit with you? Actually, I have. One of my coworkers is he I would knit back when we were in the office. I would knit during lunch break or on conference calls and things like that. And one of the things I'll knit pretty commonly for kind of quote mindless unquote knitting is socks because the knitting a tube is pr- fairly simple. And so that's something that's easy to do. And so my coworker would see me doing this and he says, you know, why are you spending all this time knitting socks? You can just go to the store and buy a pack of socks for $5, $10, you know, whatever. And I, I said, well, you know, it's not so much the product, although the product is nice. A, a pair of hand-knit socks is nicer than any store socks that you'll, you'll buy, but it really is the meditative properties of it and everything as well. It's a very calming activity. And so he, he used to give me grief about that. And then one day he said, could you teach me how to knit? <laughs> I said, sure, sure. And, you know, we, we have you know various times where Things are stressful in our jobs and everything. And I think he was going through a point where things were especially stressful. And he saw that the knitting helped calm me. And so I taught him how to knit. And he's he and I are always comparing with each other. And he's a, a father of a couple of daughters who are in high school and college now. So, so that's pretty neat. That is cool. Now, Aurora, what's, what do you think of your dad knitting? I think it's nice that I have a family who knows how to knit. Okay. It's always fun to be able to find things that you can share with your kids, but also that your kids can share with you. And this is definitely something that the two of you can, like I said earlier, share throughout your lives and be able to create things that you're going to remember, create memories, but also create things that are going to last 
for long periods. So it's it's a lot of fun to be able to have something like that that you guys can share together. I think it is. It's kind of a special connection. Now, I always finish our interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five, which is some additional questions that I typically just ask a dad, but this time I'm going to ask both of you some questions. So I'm going to have Aurora start with this one. Aurora, in one word, what is fatherhood? Father. <laughs> okay. And Greg? Love. Now, Greg, when was a time that you felt like you finally succeeded at being a father to a daughter? I think with Aurora being in the hospital for a few weeks before she came home, it's different, I think, than what a lot of people experience. And so for the first five weeks of her life, she had a a team of doctors and nurses. We would joke that the most expensive and well-trained babysitters on the planet. And uh, But that first time that we were able to bring her home and she wasn't hooked up to the monitors at the hospital anymore. And we had her in our own house and we knew that it was 100% our responsibility. And we all went to bed and woke up the next day and we all woke up. And I was like, that's a definite fatherhood win right there. What about for you, Aurora? When did your dad finally uh, do it right? Uh-huh. Unless he hasn't, unless he hasn't yet. Okay. No, he not. has. He has. He has. Okay, so so give me an example. He's taking me to all these baseball games. Yeah, you mentioned baseball before. Is it major league baseball, minor league? You know, what kind of baseball do you like? Major league. We've been to a few Braves games, and when we went to Canada, we saw the Blue Jays play. But in Greensboro, we also have a minor league team. Just a mile or so away from the house. So we, we catch a lot of games there. And I like our daily walks too. They're like, nice too. I like the daily walks too. Now, Aurora, do you play baseball? Sort of. <laughs> we play catch. Okay. That sounds like fun. When I try to hit it with a bat, uh-uh. it takes some practice. It definitely takes practice. He probably needs a better better coach than me too. So, Well, I was going to say, just like it t- took some practice to catch the ball the first time you did it. So when you catch the ball, I mean, just like that, you have to be able to practice to hit the ball too. Now, Aurora, how would you describe your dad? What words would you use? Hmm. Nice, funny, caring, kind, amazing, terrific. I'll take it. Those are good <laughs> words. I was going to say, those are good <laughs> words. Those are good words. Stop right here. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Cut. Now, Greg, who inspires you to be a better dad? My dad. Uh, that's that's an easy easy one right there. You know, I'm real fortunate that dad was such a great role model for me and continues to be a great role model for me. And my brother and I you know, grew up in a house knowing that we, we were loved, that we were cared for, you know, both of our parents. But from a dad perspective, having my dad out there as a role model for me just you know constantly inspires me to keep doing the best I can. It's always great when you have a father figure of some sort in your life to be able to give you that that it, not only advice but also someone that can model the way. And not all of us have that, but but it's so important, you know, and I say father figure for a reason because there's lots of different types of father figures that are out there. Could be an uncle, could be a, a best friend, family friend, absolutely. Definitely. Now Greg, as we end up today, what advice would you give to other dads? I mean, maybe a couple. One, be wary of any free advice you get from random people on the internet. So (laughs) there's that. But also anything relating to time, spending time, saving time, using time. Time is a resource that we don't get back. And Aurora's only eight, but the time when she was a little baby, you know, it's like, I'm never going to get that back. 
And, you know, eight years ago, it seemed like that was it. And now it seems so far away. And I know eight years from now, when she's 16, I want to look back, oh, that time when she was eight, that seems like so far away. So it's hard. You know, my day job takes a lot of time, family work, there's but so much time in the day. And it's sometimes it's hard to, to find or, or make the time to do it. But when you can, that's what's important. And Aurora, what would you say to dads out there? What advice would you give them? I have no idea how to be a dad. So maybe listen to other people. That's good advice. That's great advice. But yeah. No, that's great advice. I just want to say thank you to both of you for your time today, for for taking a little bit of time to talk about your own experiences together and to share that with other dads, because it's important to be able to hear the experiences that all of us have as fathers um, and as fathers to daughters. And I love being able to bring people on to be able to share that. So I just want to say thank you and I wish you all the best. And thank you, Chris. This was a lot of fun. And this is great work you're doing here on this podcast, too. So thank you for that. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time we give the lessons, we make the meals, we buy them presents. Bring your A-game, cause those kids are growing fast. The time goes by just like a dynamite blast. Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men. Get out and be the world to Be the best dad you can be. Be the best dad you can be.